and welcome to another edition of Top Rope Report. I give to you the host, Mr. Trivia. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on TalkShoe.com, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, welcome. What's up, Trev? Not much. Uh, so, Monday Night Raw. Uh, once again, another show. Sorry. Well, we never, once again, another show we, that... Well, we never we never talked about SmackDown from last week either, but I mean, that's about all. That's, we'll really, to, that's really about... What do you mean we'll get to a... Uh, oh, no, we'll... Um, oh, yeah, sure, we didn't do... We didn't talk about SmackDown last week. All right, cool. Well, good. We get to talk about SmackDown first, and then Monday Night Raw. Um, well, I mean, I could, I could, I could, I could pretty much sum up both shows with one word. That's crap. Okay. That's crap. Absolutely. I just don't know what WWE has been doing. I mean, you know, their their WrestleMania show after. Um, their show after WrestleMania for both shows was pretty bad, and they're usually good shows. And they're just they're just doing something wrong. I don't know what it is. And I mean, I thought some of the matches I was really looking forward to was kind of a letdown. I mean, there was a lot of matches Friday night and Monday night that I was really looking forward to that kind of let me down a little bit. I mean, I got my overall grade for both shows, and uh, but I mean, what what did you think of SmackDown first? I thought it was crap. I mean, I really did. Compared to what we got, and maybe it's uh, the fact that it, WrestleMania weekend was so good that what we got for SmackDown. Um, I mean, if I really sat back and looked at what we got for SmackDown, it, it, it was just a regular SmackDown. But being the first SmackDown after the excellent WrestleMania we got, it was just a huge letdown. Right. Because WrestleMania weekend was just phenomenal. All the shows for that weekend were just phenomenal shows. And I know it's hard to follow... Something like that, but WWE can definitely uh, do better than what they did for both shows after WrestleMania. Right. And, and you know, and typically, so. I always look at WrestleMania. It's one of it's. It seems like it's one of two things. It's either the end of feuds, or the shows right after WrestleMania start new campaigns. I. I I, I don't need to see the trifecta of RK Bro um, Street Profits at Alpha Academy again. I, I, I don't need to see um, Usos Nakamura again. You know, give me. I, this is where things were supposed to. To end it, and then it's kind of like the season, quote unquote, season premieres. This is when we're supposed to get 
you know, new things, not just the same old things again. Right. With the same endings, too. You know, the same storylines, the whole nine yards. It's just getting, it's just getting redundant now. I mean, some of the matches that, I mean, you know, we're going to talk about Backlash, but some of the matches they got for Backlash, I mean, it's... Well, they've only got two matches, so I don't know what matches you're talking about for Backlash. They only have two matches. Oh, I thought they had four. Where did you oh. hear four? Well, Sony Deville and Bianca. That's not a Backlash. That's on Raw. Yeah, and an I quit match. Um, no, the Usos, that'll be... That might be on Backlash. The Usos against... Maybe, uh, but right now there's two matches for WrestleMania Backlash. Alright, we'll discuss those once we get into Backlash. Um, so, I mean, if you're ready to talk about SmackDown, let's go I, right ahead. Well, what do you want to talk about? I mean, there's... To me, there's nothing... I mean... What what do you want to talk about? I I don't want to waste my time and go through the entire show because it wasn't good. It, it was it was okay. bad. I I really don't. I mean, if there's something you specifically need to talk about or want to talk about. I don't think SmackDown. I mean, yeah, okay. Um, the three the two debuts and the one quote unquote return. I mean, other than that, there was really nothing to talk about on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You got a point there. That's very true. You know, we'd, we'd, just, be, we'd just be wasting our breath talking about it. You know, Gunther coming to the main roster, officially. You know, being introduced yep. on SmackDown with, his, with the guy from Imperium, now Ludwig, whatever his last name is. Um... And then Raquel Rodriguez being introduced as a new competitor on SmackDown. I mean, we, we, you all right? Having trouble breathing? Yep. Nope, fine. Okay. Um, you know, why they, I, I don't know, um, why they... Why they bought them up and changed their names, I have well, no idea. Except Gunther. Well, once again, as we did speak, the guy from Imperium, I can honestly tell you right, not that I watch NXT, but I, I, I know NXT. I, I know Imperium. I couldn't tell you which one of those two guys that was from Imperium, and I honestly couldn't tell you what his name was. So, giving him a different name, okay, that... You know, that that's fine. That doesn't really make that big of a difference to me. But Raquel, I don't. That that confused me. You right. know, Raquel. You know, Rodriguez. Ugh, I, I mean, if you didn't want her to go by the name of Raquel Gonzalez, then just have her come up and be Raquel. I mean. You can introduce her as Raquel Gonzalez and just call her Raquel. I didn't understand the changing of the last name. That, that... Right. Well, like I said, when I saw that promo in the back, and 
Kayla Braxton said Raquel Rodriguez. I was like, I said, yes, I, I thought she made a mistake. Read it wrong or something. It's like, no, but that's, that's her name now. So I don't know if a name change is going to do any good for her. We'll have to see. She hasn't had a match yet. So we'll have to see how she does on SmackDown. Well, I don't think a name change is going to dictate to how well she does in the ring. I don't. I don't think that's going to have anything to do with it. Alrighty. Do you? I mean, do you really think that? That because they changed her name, it's going to cause her to be different in the ring? Mm, no, no, but I mean, sometimes it happens. I mean, it happened with other people early on in their careers. Who? Uh, let me try to think of one. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think, I, I mean, personally, I don't think a name change is going to prevent somebody from being over or under with, with the WWE universe. I, I really don't. I don't think that has anything to do with it. That's okay. why I don't understand so, it, it confuses me so badly that they do that and change names. I mean, if... Pete Dunn was still Pete Dunn, and he was this stupid, dumbass character that he is now. He would still be this stupid, dumbass character that he is now, regardless if his name was Butch, Pete Dunn, um, Silvio Rodriguez, whatever his name was. It yeah. wouldn't matter. If the character is dumb, the character is dumb. I don't, I don't think it has right. anything to do with the name. Alrighty. You know, I mean, Roman Reigns would still be Roman Reigns if Roman Reigns wasn't Roman Reigns, I think. Right. I, I mean, if his name was Roman, I don't even know, make up a last name. Or if he just Smith. wrestled under Joe. You know, I, I, Seth freaking Rollins would still be Seth freaking Rollins if his name was Tyler Black. He, you know, it, yep. it's... I don't think it's always the name. Um, it's not going to change the way they perform. I think it has very little to do with it. Oh, yeah. It's not going to change the way they perform. So, all right, then. Well, you know, then and let's then, get into Monday Night. And, oh. then, and then we obviously had the uh, journey um, of Lacey Evans, where she had that backstage vignette. Um, where she's totally dropped the Southern Belle. Um, she still has a little bit of her natural accent, but not the Southern Belle accent that she had before. Um, right. What did you What did you think of that? I thought it was great. She looks real good. I can't wait to see her back in the ring again. Um, you know, drop the sassy Southern Belle routine and just have her come out as Lacey Evans. Um, definitely looking forward to seeing her back in the ring and see, you know, see how much, you know, quote unquote ring rust she has. I'm sure there's probably not much because I'm sure after the baby was born, she, or even probably during, she was still getting in workouts and exercises and everything else. Yeah, but so I'm just like, exer exercising has nothing to do with in-ring competition. Right. So I'm just looking forward to seeing how well she's going to perform when she comes back, when she gets back in the ring. 
I gave I gave her uh I gave her promo a, a B minus. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I didn't really give it a grade. Um, oh, okay. But I mean, yeah, it was definitely nice to see her. Um, glad that she dropped the whole Southern Belle thing. Um, I think WWE giving us a backstory, you know, and it obviously lead to her going into the service and um, having her come off as a fan favorite rather than a, a nasty, sassy heel um, will be better for her. I really do. Because I think there'll be more, you know, more things for her to do as a face than there would be as a heel. Right. <clears throat> so. Uh, Alright, so if we're ready, we can get into just, Monday Night Raw if you like. Sorry. And I'm just double checking see if there's anything else notable on SmackDown that I wanted to talk about before we go to Raw. Oh, the horrible in-ring segment with Ronda Rousey. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was just about to say, what about the terrible, the terrible promo from Ronda? <laughs> really wasn't much of a promo. It was just a kind of like an interview type thing, and she challenged Charlotte to an I Quit match, but it was still horrible nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, even I mean. I mean the, I guess you could say the best match kind of of the night was Sasha Banks and Liv Morgan. Um, but the main thing that sticks out at me about that was if I'm Naomi, I'm I'm counting my blessings and thanking the stars above that they put me in a tag team with Sasha Banks. Because she's got to be one of the most overrated, irrelevant people in all of WWE. Because that, that's not the first time she's been ringside as a commentator and has done absolutely nothing. Why Why give her a headset and put her on with a microphone right. in, in the first place? She's worthless. She's useless. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel... Real, I mean, I, I felt bad that they had to give Sasha Banks her WrestleMania, quote-unquote WrestleMania moment to get her a title in a tag team with Naomi. But I feel worse for her today than I did at WrestleMania. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even when she was, you know, even when, when she got in the ring, she just looked, uh, I mean... I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say about that, really. I, I just agree with you 100%. I mean, I'm glad she finally got her win at WrestleMania. She was like, you, oh, forever. You, you disagree with me? No, I agree with you. Oh, oh okay. I thought you said you disagree. I, oh, no, I agree with you. And I'm, like I said, I'm glad she got her WrestleMania win. She was like, oh, forever at WrestleMania. But I think... Uh, I, I don't know, putting the tag team title on her in the WrestleMania victory kind of, I can't say cheapens it, but kind of, I mean, I think she's singles championship material, Sasha Banks. 
rematch like you had you had pointed previously uh, in other shows. If you're in a tag team, you really ain't got to do much because you got a partner, and if you know something's going on, you can just you know watch what's going on, get you tag in, do what you got to do, and then the match is over. And I just think she'd be better off as a singles champion as opposed to a tag team champion. Okay. So. But yeah, then then we had um, Monday Night Raw, um, which not surprisingly dropped uh, almost a half million viewers from the week before, um, and I think that's direct correlation to the fact that the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania was so bad. Um, I mean, I, I mean, there's, there's, I guess there's, I don't know, it started out with, um, Miz Talk and Cody Rhodes. Um, I don't know, do you want to talk about it point by point, match by match, segment by segment, or what do you want to do? Um, we'll go match by match. Alright, so what did you think of the... Of Miz talk, I I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, Cody got Cody got a, a couple of strong points in. It's always nice when you you know kind of I can't say put the Miz in his place, but it's actually kind of nice to you know hear somebody talk back to the Miz and not be you know overwhelmed by Miz's conversations all the time. I um I thought Cody Rhodes. Handled himself well. He did a he did a great job uh, in the promo itself. First time on Raw in six years, and I just thought that well, uh, no, both he, guys. Well, no, Miz he, is always Miz. Is, no, hmm? no, it wasn't his first time on Raw in six years. He was on Raw the week before. I mean, it was his first match in six years. Excuse me. Well, not his that first match in six years. But okay, yeah, but. Uh, Miz has always been good on the mic, so we knew what to expect from him. Cody Rhodes is, you know, he, he's been pretty good on the mic. I gave, I gave the segment a B. I thought it was good. Okay. Um, I, I guess it was okay. Um, I, I, I mean, I'll start off with my grade of it was a C. Um, there was no, I just. I don't know. I'm just not buying Cody Rhodes being so over with the WWE universe. I'm I'm really not. I, I just it's gonna take a while to convince me that he is one of the or can be one of the top faces in the WWE. Um and that didn't this promo with him agreeing with the Miz didn't do anything for that for me. Um, it would have been much better if he just came out and played the you know opposite to the Miz and cut the Miz down, not complimented him. Respect him, this and that. You know, get the crowd to cheer you 
by putting one of the bigger heels down verbally. Now, right. I'm not going to say suck up, not suck up to him, but, you know, compliment the heel that everybody hates. I just don't, I don't know, it, it's tough when the heel, quote-unquote, in his feud with Seth Rollins gets louder cheers than Cody Rhodes does as the returning big-time face, which we'll get into more later. Right. Yep. Um, then after that, we had the, well, what was supposed to be the advertised match of Veer versus Rey Mysterio. Um, instead, it was Veer versus Dominic Mysterio. And... It just goes to show you, and this proves to well, starts kind of proves the point that Dominic was brought to the main roster too quick. Um, this was a horrible match. There was nothing good about it. There was no good pace about it. Um, Dominic looked slower. Then a camel in the desert in quicksand. Um, his moves just aren't crisp. And he did nothing, in my opinion, to make Veer look like a dominant entity that the announcers were making him out to be. Um, right. I mean, the two quote-unquote devastating clotheslines that he gave Dominic were just regular clotheslines. Yeah. And that submission hold, I just, it doesn't look to me like it's anything that would be too painful. It really doesn't. To the point of somebody having to, to <clears throat> paramedics having to come down ringside and put him on a backboard because his right. neck was twisted and his arm was... Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I gave it a D. Okay. Yeah, if anything, it looks like it would put more pressure on the shoulder than the neck of, of anything with that move. But I agree with you. I was expecting to see Rey Mysterio. I think it would have been a much better match with Rey than it was with Dominic. You know, Rey is definitely a 25-year veteran. He knows his way around the ring. He would have made Veer Mahan work for a lot of things that he had in the match as opposed to just mowing over Dominic. I think it did nothing for Veer Mahan's impressiveness to, you know, have this guy look like a monster and they put him in against Dominic Mysterio who has little to no wrestling ability at all. And I just I just thought the match was really bad. I gave it a D minus. Okay. Then after that, we went to um, the match of um, AJ Styles versus Damian Priest. Go for it. I was I was looking forward to this match. I thought this was a pretty good match. Um, both guys were going back and forth. I did see where 
Uh, Rey Mysterio, where not Rey Mysterio, uh, AJ Styles got cut on the forehead. But um, I just, I just think that there's going to be a couple more, couple more matches between these two guys. I believe this could be probably a, in my opinion, I think this could probably be a, a show stealer at any pay, at any pay per view. It was a great match. Um, AJ Styles always has good matches against anybody. Damian Priest now, I like his new character. I think it's gonna. I think WWE is gonna push him farther with the new character. I I really enjoyed the match. A lot of good moves. A lot of hard hitting moves. I gave the match a C plus. Oh, okay. The way you're talking about it, I thought you were gonna give like an A or A minus. Um, I thought it was a bad match. I really did. Um, on paper, it looked like this could have been, hey, I mean, they're showing a match this early in Raw. I was excited. Because um, a lot of times they don't do that. A match on paper of AJ Styles versus Damian Priest, that's something you expect, you know, in the 9.30 to 10 o'clock, you know, maybe even after 10 o'clock time frame. And I'm like, shit, this is in the first hour of the show? And I understand why. Because it was a bad match. Um, I mean, there was the, uh, uh, the, uh, when Styles did his moonsault, that moonsault DDT, um, dude, he, he, if not for Damian Priest catching him, the right spot, that could have ended devastatingly bad for, for AJ Styles. Um, the... I still don't know what happened. I, I don't know what I saw. I, I don't... AJ Styles is out of the ring, and then Damian Priest takes a knee, and this weird spotlight comes down on him, and then the spotlight kind of changed a little bit, and the lighting was a little different, and they showed a weird look on his face. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that was. I mean... It, it and the match just stopped. Did somebody win? Did did AJ Styles get count out? Did the referee get scared and run away and hide? I I don't know what happened. I gave it a D plus. I I thought my TV got distorted when I saw the end of that. It's like, what? What the hell is that? I, I just I someone wrong the picture. Then um, we get the Miz versus Cody Rhodes. Um, which, once again, on paper, sounds like it should be a good match. And it, it was a good match. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was a little bit better than average. Um, I, I, you know, The Miz is one of the best heels the WWE has, has ever had. Um, I, I'll go on record in my opinion. I think he's one of the top possibly top, definitely top 10, maybe possibly top five heels of my lifetime, um, of watching wrestling, which is about 25, 30 years, um, so say from the 90s on, I think he's one of the top five heels in the business, and like I said, it was a good match, um, Seth Rollins coming out at the beginning and sitting ringside, 
I thought he was going to be a guest on commentary, but they never gave him a microphone. Um, he then came in the ring afterwards, and, and you thought he was going to maybe pancake Cody Rhodes as he was celebrating, but nope. He uh, pretty much just challenged him to another match, which Cody Rhodes did accept. Um, and like I said, the crowd... After Miz and Cody Rhodes came out, that's when Seth Rollins' music hit. And the crowd was louder for Seth Rollins combined than I think they were for both Miz and Cody Rhodes combined. Um, now, obviously, that could be testament to Seth Rollins being so over as a heel. Um, but th that's where I'm just... It's going to take some convincing for me... To really get behind a strong top of the line face push for Cody Rhodes. Um, I give the whole thing, match and all, a B. Okay. Uh, I thought the match was pretty good. Uh, like you said, with Seth Rollins coming out and then not giving him a headset and doing any commentating, you got to give him a headset. I mean, he's, he's one of the best talkers in the WWE. He would have really put some emphasis on, uh, but, but don't on think commentating you, on that match. You already have a three-man booth. You don't need a fourth person throwing in laughs and chuckles and this and that like yeah. the Seth Rollins character does. That That's why right. I, I like the fact that they didn't give him a microphone. And then after the match was over, he came in and I'm like, you know, this Seth's going to attack him after what happened you know, with the loss of WrestleMania. I was surprised he didn't. Like you said, he came out, challenged Cody. Cody accepted. Um, I thought, like you said, with me, the whole segment, just like you, I gave it a B as well. But the, but the crowd just, I mean, they're just so over for Seth Rollins. It's just completely amazing how loud... They, they get when Seth Rollins comes out as opposed to with Cody. And, and you know, you hear a lot of cheers and boos for Miz because I agree with you. Miz is the, well, the greatest heel right now in the business right now. Always has been. So, I think it's going to be, I think the rematch between the two of them is going to be interesting. Cody and uh, Seth Rollins. Okay. Then after that, we went to a singles match between Liv Morgan and Naomi. Go for it. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, I got nothing out of this match. I uh, I don't know what they're doing with Liv Morgan. Um, I'm not saying she's going to be a good, she'll have a good singles run, but... <sighs> I just, I just don't know. I think there's just something missing with, with Liv Morgan and Naomi. She's not a bad, she's not a bad competitor. Um, you know, she's not a Becky Lynch or a Charlotte Flair type competitor. But I mean, I, I thought the match was okay. I mean, if if um, Liv Morgan won. I would have been surprised. But seeing Naomi win, I, I really wasn't surprised on that at all. I gave it a C-. minus. Wow. I, 
did did you watch the same match that I watched? I, I really, yeah, really, I really, seriously, because Naomi sucked. She was horrible. I, I mean, you want to talk, like, I, I, I forgot what match it was. I mentioned how um, slow this match was horrible. I've never seen Liv Morgan look as bad in a match as she did. And Naomi was, oh my God, hideously horrible. I mean, her movements, everything she did was so slow. She wasn't quick on anything. She didn't sell. She didn't perform. I mean, I gave this match an F, as in complete funkadactyl failure. Um, Liv Morgan needs somebody strong in the ring to be able to perform with. She can't set the pace for a match, but she can match the pace set as she yeah. did with Sasha Banks on Friday night. But you put her in, and once again, Naomi, the pace that she matched when she wrestled Charlotte was excellent. But when she's in a match where she has to set the pace, the match was just horrible. Absolutely horrible. Um, I didn't like it. I got nothing out of it. How does Liv Morgan beat Sasha Banks on Friday but lose to Naomi with as awkward of a pin as it was? I mean, she didn't use her rear end, whatever her rear view, whatever her closing move is, finishing move is. She didn't do anything. It was just a weird-ass pin. Didn't like anything about it. Made no sense to me at all. Therefore, I gave it an F. Okay. Um, then they had the VIP lounge where Bobby Lashley came down, um, challenged MVP and Omos to come down to explain themselves. Um, and... Okay, MVP explained why he turned his back on Bobby Lashley. It's because he helped Bobby Lashley build Bobby Lashley up from just being Bobby Lashley to the Almighty. And for him to not share his WrestleMania spotlight with MVP, that's kind of, you know, kind of, you know, how it came across to me. That's why he um, backstabbed him and, and became two-faced. Um, the only good part of the whole thing was MVP. Um, Omos didn't say anything. He didn't have to say anything. He just came out with his jacket on, um, looked big and intimidating. Reference to Bobby Lashley's storyline with Rusev and Lana. Um, with the TikTok relationship, blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. I don't know why WWE doesn't just use other people's names. You own the rights to the name. It's not like you don't. Right. Um, Bobby Lashley proved why he lacks, um, you know, skills on the microphone. I, I gave it a D plus. Okay. Good evening, Raphael. Thanks for tuning in. Um, 
Yeah, I was kind of waiting to see if MVP or Omos was going to come down the ring and get into the ring and have a little physicality, but I, uh, I just really didn't get anything out of this. I mean, this is going to hurt Bobby. I think it's going to hurt Bobby Lashley more than it's going to help him because he's bad on the mic. MVP was his mouthpiece. Just like MVP is going to be the mouthpiece for Omos, I think this is going to make Omos a little bit bigger now because he doesn't have to worry about talking. Just go in there, beat the hell out of somebody, and out the door you go. Right. I just um, I just think that if we see another match, more than likely we're going to see another match between these two. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't think there's going to be any, uh, any resolution in the next match. I think it might either be... Uh, count out or a double disqualification or, or whatever. I just got nothing out of this thing with Lashley and MVP. I mean, MVP, you know, I built you up, you know, uh, you were floundering when I took you over, I took over your career, everything else. Yeah, I gave it a D. Okay. Hold on one second here. There we go. This freaking sunbeam is starting to blind me in my eye. Um, then they went to another women's singles match. It was one half of the former tag team champions, Queen Zelina, taking on Bianca Belair. Um, at, well, just before that, um, there was a little thing backstage with uh, Sonya Deville um, and Adam Pierce, where Sonya Deville said she had um, basically a contract in hand as to who Bianca Belair's next challenger was going to be. And she was going to, you know, let her know after the match. So, what do you think? Uh, I thought the match was pretty good. I think Selena's getting better in the ring because she's facing better competition. I mean, she went in the ring against the Raw Women's Champion. I thought she made a pretty good showing of herself. But she's better on the mic than I expected her to be. And if they gave her a push to give her another title match, I wouldn't be disappointed in it. I think her her in-ring skills are improving quite a bit. Um, I expected... Bianca Belair to win, and she did. Um, I, I gave the match. A, uh, I gave the match a B. But as far as the other segment goes, I'll talk about that if it's okay right now. Yeah. Um. I think I think she's gonna annihilate Sonya Deville. I mean, when she backed up, and I'm sitting, uh, and I'm actually sitting there like, who's she gonna have? Who, who's coming out? Who's coming out? And then she gave her the chop block. It's like, oh, don't tell me it's going to be Sonya Deville and Bianca Belair. And then she said, your next opponent is me. She slammed the microphone down, signed the contract. Adam Pierce came out, talked to her in the back, said, you know, you're overstepping your authority, blah, blah, blah. I, I gave the segment uh, a C minus. Overall, I gave the whole, the whole thing a C plus. Okay. Overall. Um, one thing I noted, um, was, there's always a question, um, that I have, not that everybody has it, as to 
how much hair, especially with the women in the women's division, is actually really their hair and not manufactured in extensions. Yeah. Bianca Belair's hair at WrestleMania and leading up to WrestleMania, her braid went down to the floor. Well, the braid that she had literally barely made it to her waist. Take with it what you want, whatever. Is is her braid real? Is her braid fake? What did she cut it? Was it just braided differently? I don't know. I don't care. I noticed she looked a little different. That's just something that stuck out to me. Um, the ease that Bianca Belair beat Queen Zelina makes gives me no thought that Queen Zelina is ever going to be a significant challenger for anything other than uh, enhancement talent in the women's division. Yeah, I mean, does she look a little bit better wrestling-wise than she used to? Well, yeah. If not, they wouldn't put her in the ring at all. <clears throat> but I don't, I don't find any credibility in her being able to beat anybody other than maybe somebody small like Liv Morgan. Um, I don't, I, I just don't, there's nothing about her that, that seems intimidating to me. The whole part with Sony Deville coming down after the match was over, um, and just the way she was, you know, teasing it up, um, I was thinking back like, well, my first thought that it was going to be Asuka. But then when she said, yeah, a year ago, she said she'd return. And I'm like, a year ago? I'm like, who left a year ago? And I couldn't I couldn't think of anyone. And then, you know, so I'm like, well, no, Bailey hasn't been out that long. So I had no clues to where it was going until, you know, the, you know, the camera kind of faded away and saw the, you know, ramp and then nothing happened. And then she... You know, set up for the chop block. I'm like, okay, all right, now I get it. Um, am I glad to see um, Sonya Deville getting involved in matches in the ring? Yes. Do I think she'd be much better for this roster, the women's roster, if she was an active competitor and not a, um authority figure? Oh. Absolutely. Am I confused as to why there's not going to be a Becky Lynch Bianca Belair rematch or nothing about that? Y yeah, very, very confused. Um, so I gave the whole thing. I, I mean, the match I didn't like that much at all. Um, I gave the whole thing overall a C minus. Okay. Um, then we had the tag team match of RK Bro versus Alpha Academy. Um, was it a great tag team match? No. Was it a good tag team match? Yes. Was it the same RK Bro Alpha Academy match that we've seen in the past? Yes. Did I get anything out of it? No. Not really. Um, it was a good match between 
the champions and a good tag team. Um, but once again, it wasn't anything that I hadn't seen before. Um, it's nothing that helped encourage a storyline. It's nothing that helped end a storyline. Um, it didn't further a storyline. It's just two tag teams having a match on Monday Night Raw. Um, like I said, the match, the match was good. But because it's something I've seen before, you know, with the RKO out of nowhere on Chad Gable, um, once I'd like to see the RKO out of nowhere on Otis, um, not somebody keep pinning Chad Gable, I, I gave it a C plus. Okay. I, uh, I echo those same words. I mean, I, I thought that the match... You know, it was what I expected between the two. It was the same match. Uh, you know, Chad Gable, you know, taking the loss. Um, Otis looking at his usual dominant self. I, I just think that that team is kind of like one-sided. You know, Otis goes in the ring, becomes the bulldozer of the team. Then he tags in Chad Gable. Chad Gable comes in, takes the loss. Boom, that's it. I, I wasn't excited at all about that match. I gave it a C. Okay. Then after that, we had the big Durango pull up, and the Usos come out of the back, and they went to a commercial break and came back, and the Usos came down to the ring. Um, and then they were soon followed by the uh, Street Profits. Um, do you want to pick it up from here? I, I, I loved it. I mean, Usos and the Street Profits, I, I thought it was a tremendous match. Um, it it could have went either way, both teams, back and forth, the whole match. Um, I'm in a way, I'm kind of glad that RK Bro didn't get involved because I think it would have took something away from the match because it was at a good pace, the match. To my knowledge, I can't remember. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first time those two met. Those two teams met. Who? Usos and the Street Profits. I I cannot confirm or will deny okay. that. I don't know. It may have been, but I I don't know for certain. But I thought it was I thought it was a really good match. In my opinion, I thought it was probably the best match of the night. Angelo Dawkins and um. Montez Ford, they just they just stuck it out and hung in there with the Usos and the Usos. Well, the Usos are the Usos. Are they going to unify the tag team titles? I don't know. Um, but overall, I, I gave the match a B plus, A minus to a B plus. That's how good I thought it was. Okay, um, I will agree that I think this was the best match of the night. Um. You know, when the Spree Profits came down, um, I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Another triple threat match. Um, you know, this will quote-unquote unify the titles into a triple threat match. And this way, you know, one team could lose but not get beaten, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And then as it went on, you know, Riddle and Orton just kind of stood back, watched it, you know, for them go, you know, Brokely and and one of the best parts that I really enjoyed was once again we know 
as WWE fans, Trivia and myself, and probably a lot of people out there that may be listening, that wrestling is scripted. But the genuine reactions from Riddle and Orton ringside when you saw him in the back with the cameras just seemed so genuine. You know, like Riddle jumping up out of his seat and Orton putting his head down and just just the facial expressions, everything alone, just show why RK-Bro being put together as a tag team was just pure gold. Um, yep. Usos winning, you know, I, I don't think there was ever a doubt that they weren't going to win. Um, now potentially setting up a unification bout between RK Bros and Usos probably at the uh, next premium live event at WrestleMania Backlash. And, uh, you know, the double super kick by the Usos at the end on Orton, uh, you know, just, I, I agree. The whole thing was the best segment of the show. Um, I gave it an A-. minus. Okay. So, uh, overall, I mean, if not, come on, phone. If not for the the two tag team matches at the end, um, and maybe Ms. Rhodes in their match, wow. I, I probably would have given this Monday Night Raw a D, D+. Plus. But because of those three matches, I'll I'll give it a C minus. Greg, totally totally agree. I totally agree, hundred percent. If they didn't have those two tag team matches and Cody Rhodes in the mid, it might have even gone to a D for me. Because before that, the match, I mean, the, the show was awful, and the two tag team matches and the Cody Rhodes match kind of kind of picked it up just a bit. So I definitely go along with your grade. Go C minus. So, Nuggies news. A uh, brief one. Okay, well, we have the brief Nuggies news all ready to go. So, Greg, the floor is yours. Um, one thing we we've noted is um, now that they've unified the the big titles, um. Who's next for Roman Reigns? Um, well, we don't we don't know. They're they're not right now. It doesn't look like anyone's next because the bloodline, quote unquote, bloodline's new um, focus is unifying the tag titles. Um, it had been advertised that Brock Lesnar was going to be at both um, the next two premium live events. But now he's not expected at Backlash at all. Um, and now possibly being at Money in the Bank. So you got to kind of look and say, well, I mean, who are the next contenders? Um, I pulled up an article that WWE... Um, has an internal list of their top baby faces and top heels of each brand. Um, Raw and SmackDown, not including NXT. 
So, we'll start with um, SmackDown. Um, take, uh, you know, obvious. Who's the top heel internally in WWE on SmackDown? Yes. Why is it taking you so long? Because his name just went right out of my head. Wow. I was gonna I was gonna say Seamus, but he's in a tag team. Michael? I don't know what your middle name is, but I'm saying Michael J. Kanata, Mr. <laughs> Trivia, the top heel on SmackDown. Wow, you got it. I, I, I really don't know. You I know, really don't pay attention to the heels and the faces. Okay. I just pay attention to the matches. Okay, I think we need to... I'm going to make an announcement. This will be the last episode of Top Rope Report ever because if Michael J. Kanata can't recognize the tribal chief and acknowledge oh. that Roman Reigns is the biggest heel on SmackDown... I, I thought you were talking about who would be the biggest heel to go against Roman Reigns. No. Oh, no. obviously it is Roman Reigns. Okay. He's not... He's the the biggest heel of all time. Okay. I'm sorry, I misunderstood the question. Okay. I should have said that before. All right, we we can have another broadcast then. Um, and, and, and it's and it's Michael A. And who is listed as the top baby face on SmackDown internally? Drew McIntyre. Yes. Now, when it comes to Monday Night Raw, um. Who is listed as the top heel on Monday Night Raw? Miz. No. Not even in the top three. Not even in the top. Not even in the top three. They list the top three. Edge? He's number three. Uh, Number two would be... Omos? No. Not even close. No. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. And number one. I would have put him at number one. Huh? I would have put Kevin Owens at number one. That's why I didn't say him second. Okay. Well, Seth freaking Rollins is the number one heel listed on Raw. Yeah. Okay. So you debate that Kevin Kevin you you debate that Kevin Owens is a bigger heel than Rollins? Yeah. Oh. Okay. You you okay. Um the top three faces on Monday Night Raw. Number three. Uh, uh, AJ Styles. Top three faces on Monday Night Raw. Number three. I'll give you the number three and number two. Number okay. three, AJ Styles. I was going to say him. Number two, Cody Rhodes. Okay. And internally... Internally, backstage at WWE, the top face listed on Monday Night Raw is 
What's your guess? Internally, the top face listed on Monday Night Raw. Huh. You'll I never say. I'm going to say you'll never get it unless I give you a clue. Okay. If I if you don't think I'll get it, then okay. I'll just be spewing out names. Right. Um, well, I kind of was curious as to what you thought. You know, what what your first thought would be. Because um, my first thought would have been Finn Balor. If you gave me the other two, I would have thought Finn Balor. Um, and, well, actually, truthfully, my first thought was Bianca Belair. But when I realized there were no women on these lists. Um, but it is currently the almighty Bobby Lashley. I don't know about you, but I think if they're banking on their top babyface on Monday Night Raw being Bobby Lashley, that will totally explain to anybody and everybody why WWE is failing right now. Because there's nothing yeah. about Bobby Lashley that makes me think that he could be the biggest face. Right. Unless he were in a campaign with the biggest heel, i.e. Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns. I don't think that much about excuse me, Bobby Lashley that you'd be able to put him over as the top baby face on Monday Night Raw. Right. And just two other quick... I want to guess Finn Balor also. Two other quick things in uh, Nuggies News. Um, Congratulations goes out to two... um, Well, one WWE couple and one WWE superstar. As last week on Thursday, um, Corey Corey Graves and um, Carmella... Uh, officially became united as they are now married. They are on their honeymoon. That's why for the next couple Mondays, um, Jerry the King Waller will be on Monday Night Raw instead of Corey Graves. Um, he's expected their their honeymoon's expected to be over next weekend. But I don't know about you, but after ten days of having nonstop sexual behavior with Carmella. Um, coming back to work the Monday after his honeymoon might not be the best thing for Corey Graves. Um, probably right. won't be able to walk down to the announcer's table. I was going to say, they haven't taken the do not disturb sign off the doorknob yeah. yet. <laughs> um, WWE superstars, you know, um, Bailey, Lib Morgan, um, former Nia Jax was there, um... And then also over the weekend in a, and it was great, um, if you think about it, the guests knew of the wedding, knew what city the wedding is so you could prepare for lodging, but did not know where the wedding was till one hour before the wedding, um... But Lex, uh, Alexa Bliss married her um, fiance Ryan Cabrera, um, and once again they had it at a you know private event um, at a at a resort overlooking a beach. Um, 
Uh, WWE superstars, I mean, The Miz, who was the, actually the one that introduced Ryan Cabrera to Alexa Bliss. Uh, Miz and Maurice were there once again. Um, a bunch of the, for, I mean, former WWE superstar Lana was there. She's the one that's actually posted probably the most pictures. Um, Ryan Cabrera had um, three members of NSYNC there, and they performed on stage. So another wedded couple. Um, not known how long she's going to be away for her honeymoon, but once again, congratulations goes out to WWE superstars that most recently got married um, over this past weekend. Absolutely, and both brides looked absolutely stunning. Yes. Absolutely stunning. I mean, just to see Five Feet of Fury walking down the aisle, you know, it's a little... And, and her... Her maid of honor was her former best friend um, from WWE, um, um, Nia Jax, whatever her name really is, Liana, whatever. Leia, yeah. whatever. Salani Fafawa, or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. So that's, that's it for Nuggies News this week. All righty, great, awesome. Uh, okay, May 8th. WrestleMania Backlash at the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, we've already got an I Quit match signed, which I I really don't know what to say about this match. Uh, Why? It's just I can't. I really can't see either one of them quitting. Right. I mean, this is going to be a match where you're literally going to have to. Knock the other one unconscious. Exactly. Before before a decision is made. Yeah, somebody, I think it's going to be a really. I think it's going to be a really good match. Yeah, somebody will have to be in a submission hold for so long that they cause their opponent to pass out in order to win. In my opinion. Yep. Oh, I I think so. I agree as well. And then the other match is. Uh, what is the other match? Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins is officially Rollins. been named. Yep, which I think is going to be, I think it's going to be a good match as well. Yeah. I just hope, I just hope that they don't have the same dialogue and the same WrestleMania finishes and WrestleMania dialogues that they've had for this pay-per-view. What do you mean? Yeah, I think, you know, like, Obviously, they, they have their moves that they do. And they do them mostly every matches. I'm expecting I'm expecting Cody Rhodes to win. But I wouldn't be surprised if Seth Rollins won. Okay. They kind of even it up one apiece. Should I call you Dave Meltzer? If, if that makes any sense. <laughs> no, that, that's exactly what Dave Meltzer would say. You know, I think somebody's going to win, but don't surprise me if the other one wins. But you know what? It could also be a double count out, but it might be a double disqualification. Yeah. No shit, Sherlock. Yep. So. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think you can go either way. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, no, to be honest with you, I, I would be surprised if Cody Rhodes didn't win. I would be. Now that I think about it, um, because if 
Seth Rollins wins, then that means we have to get the two of them again in a match at Money in the Bank when right now the best way for Cody Rhodes to be able to challenge Roman Reigns at some point is to win the Money in the Bank ladder match. Not that I'm saying he's going to win it because that's still two papers away and we don't even know who's in the match. Um, right. But... Now, talking about Money in the Bank, I saw somewhere that three pay-per-views in a row are going to be held inside stadiums. Money in the Bank is going to be held at Allegiant Stadium July 2nd. And then the one after that is going to be... Uh, oh, that would be SummerSlam. Obviously, that's SummerSlam is going to be in Tennessee. A football stadium in Tennessee. I can't remember the name of it. I, and I didn't know. realize that I didn't realize that those two pay-per-views were in the same month, July second and July thirtieth. Well, hold on. And then they have the After, UK one. Hold on, hold on. Time out. Time out. Because you're you're totally off base. All right. After WrestleMania backlash on June fifth. Is Hell in a Cell. Okay. That's at the the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. Right. I didn't say that Money in the Bank was going to be right after. You said three pay-per-views in a row in a stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Starting with Money in the Bank on July 2nd. Okay. That's going to be at Allegiant Stadium. All right. Then SummerSlam's at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. Nissan, that's it. Okay. And then the one after that is that UK one. That's going to be a pay-per-view? Yep. That I did not know. Yeah, it's going to be in some... uh... It's going to be in another uh, stadium. No, I saw that last night at NXT as well. Um, in uh, what's his face? It's Wade Barrett's hometown in England. Yeah, they're going to get some huge crowds in those uh, in Allegiant Stadium and Nissan Stadium. I mean, I, I mean, depending no. on depending on how they set it up, yeah. But I mean. Well, it depends on how they set it up. I mean, like the inside, when the Final Four happened in in New Orleans at the Superdome, they didn't put 90,000 people in there because they only sectioned off one-third of it. And so it all depends on how they set it up in the stadium. Yep. I mean, I don't think you're going to see 70,000. I don't think you're going to see 70,000 people at Money in the Bank. I'm sorry, you're, they're not going to set up that big of an area in in Allegiant Stadium to try and put that many people in because I don't think you would be able to. And you had mentioned something about Brock Lesnar not being on WrestleMania Backlash, but going to be in Money in the Bank. Do you see Brock Lesnar in the Money in the Bank match? I hope or will, not. Or will they have him in another match? I, I don't know. I I'm I don't I don't care if I I don't I'm done with Brock I, I am 
He had his match with Roman Reigns. I don't need him anymore. Uh, let's move on. I, I don't see what 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 else is there for Brock Lesnar. Right. Do you see at one of the at, not backlash obviously, but uh, what do you either mean? Money in the Bank or SummerSlam? Do you see the possibility of Roman Reigns or even Hell in a Cell? Oh, we'll go Hell in a Cell, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam. Those three in a row. Do you see the possibility of Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, at any one of those? I don't know what's going on right now with Roman Reigns. And I don't think WWE knows right now what's going on with Roman Reigns. Because they're, they're running out of opponents for Roman Reigns. I mean, you, you can't keep going from person to person to person because eventually we're going to see Austin Theory against Roman Reigns headlining SummerSlam. Now, I'm just saying. I'm just throwing somebody out. You know what I mean? It's who, I mean, who else can he wrestle? I mean, if you put Cody Rhodes against Roman Reigns already at Hell in a Cell... Ugh, I, you know what I mean? You 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 can't. It's way too quick. You you need to, you know, build up. So do you think other people? I I don't know. So do you think? So do you think it was a bad idea putting both belts on Roman Reigns, or would they still have had this problem if he only had one title? Would they still have the issue of him running out of opponents to face? Well, if I mean, only had the... the the worst part of it is is he has both brands now, and they still can't find somebody to wrestle him. If it was yeah. just SmackDown, you have nobody except Drew McIntyre. But now that you have both brands, both doors are open for him. They don't have anybody that can walk through. Yeah, I know this is going to sound crazy, and you're probably going to look at me like I'm from another planet somewhere. But I have a feeling that WWE, somewhere along the line, not quickly, but somewhere along the line, you're going to see Roman Reigns against former... Oh. Just go ahead. Against former NXT champion Braun Breaker. Yes, in 2024. Maybe late 2023. If it's any time before that... Ron Breaker's career is done. He is nowhere near ready to be on the main roster challenging Roman Reigns. Okay. Whoever, what are your, your thoughts who, on... Go I'm ahead. sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. What, even though... They don't know where he, where he, what side of the fence he stands on right now. But... What about Tommaso Ciampa? No. No. What about Damian Priest? No. Well, then Roman Reigns is going to be champion. Roman Reigns will be champion until I'm 65. Probably. At this point. At least until you're 60. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, seriously, seriously. Once again, this is my opinion. For this man, who as of next Friday, 
will have held them out for 600 days. For someone to take the title off of Roman reigns, it needs to be somebody that's going to be able to take not only the belt from him, but basically become the new face of the WWE. That person does not exist on this roster right now. It doesn't, in my opinion. And I just think that it's probably, in my opinion, it's just going to be boring. Because you you can't put him up against Nakamura because he'll kill Nakamura. You right. can't put him up against any anybody else because he'll just wipe him out. He's so far over with the with the fans right now that if he loses, WWE's gonna riot. It, it's gonna have to be some type of controversial loss if he does lose. I shouldn't say if when he does lose. Because he can't hold right. on to the belt forever. There right. has to be something deviously <laughs> underhanded to happen for Roman Reigns still to remain the face of the company. Yep. He's held the belt so for six. Good. He will have held the belt for 600 days. It actually might be as of this Friday. It might now, be. What do you think of the possibility of Roman Reigns Lashley? Roman Reigns, and I know, I know he's very inexperienced, but once he gets experience under his belt, Roman Reigns Omos. I mean, I think we. That's think, a big, strong dude. I think our show just got canceled again. <laughs> Roman Reigns Omos. Do you really think that the WWE is gonna, has run out of opponents so bad that they're really going to try and bring Roman Reigns against The Rock? Possibly. Could that be a possibility that they're looking at? Next year, WrestleMania is... I mean, that's the rumor. I mean, that's the rumor. Does Roman Reigns hold the belt until then? I don't think so. Right. If he does, then you should just rename the show. Monday Night Reigns. You know, or WWE featuring Roman Reigns or something like that, because if he holds the title all the way up until WrestleMania of next year, there's no freaking way anybody's going to come in and knock him off. 600 days is a fantastic accomplishment to begin with. Yeah. But that, that, just, goes to, that just goes to show you that the level of competition, well, it's the corner that WWE has now backed themselves into because they don't have anybody ready to, to take over for Roman Reigns, especially now that they've unified the titles. Yep. And he beat Brock Lesnar cleanly who then has just gone back to his ranch in Saskatchewan. Yep, and right now he 
WWE's cash cow, Roman Reigns. Right. Because he, he's making WWE money hand over fist, and they're just going to look at it as, hey, this guy's selling out arenas, he's putting asses in the seats, good on the mic, doesn't really need Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is just a, a, a bonus. Let's keep the title on him. But something's got to happen eventually. Yep. So... But okay, like we said, WrestleMania Backlash, May 8th. Uh, still a couple more matches in the works. Oh, definitely. Um, oh. Go ahead. Hopefully it'll be a, uh, a good show. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing WrestleMania Backlash and see what it has to offer. Yeah, right now I pulled up an article um, that... And I want your opinion on these. Um, other matches that could be added. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, do you think these will be added? Okay. Um, first okay. one, I'm going to say right now, I think is a 10 out of 10. Um, Usos versus RK Bro. 10 out of 10, yep. Okay. Finn Balor versus Theory. Nine out of ten. Okay. Um, Finn Balor as the Demon King versus Theory. Four out of ten. I, I would say three out of ten. Um, Bobby Lashley versus Omos and MVP in a handicap match. Eight out of ten. Rollins and Rhodes being turned to a no DQ match. Nine out of ten. Okay. And then, um, excuse me, Roman Reigns versus Nakamura. One out of ten. So you don't think that there's a chance that that happens? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, a chance that it happens, I'll say, is seven out of ten. Okay. Okay. The chance that Nakamura has to win one out of ten. Oh, no, no. I don't think he's in. No, he's not going to be the yeah. one to take the title. No. No, but, yeah. I, I mean, if not Nakamura, are, are we going to go through WrestleMania Backlash and not have Roman Reigns wrestle? I know. That's... That's the question. You know, that, that's a possibility as of right now. Yeah. Uh, yep. Now, you had mentioned, and I had given you my possibility of Siri versus the Demon King. I don't think that's possible only because you really have to piss off Finn Balor for him to come back as the Demon King. And I don't think you would think... waste the Demon King on WrestleMania Backlash. Right. That would be for a major paper. That would be for one of the big four. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I can see Austin Theory against, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Theory yeah. against Finn Balor. Yeah, they said at WrestleMania, Stone Cold stunned the Austin right out of Theory. <laughs> so, I, didn't think but, that, yeah. uh, I, I can see that happening, that match happening. Do I see Austin Theory winning? I think there's a possibility. I'd have to say... Probably, I'm going to go as much as I'm going to 
Cubs are, say, 55-45 Ballard. Only because Austin Theory is so in the pocket of Vince McMahon. So, Vince's, you know, if, if Finn Balor defends his belt against Austin Theory, you think there's a 55% chance that Finn Balor keeps his title? Yeah. I say there's about a 20% chance that he keeps his title. Oh, okay. All right. Because I think right now, Austin Theory is that quote-unquote over um, as a heel. And I saw him in the backstage area with Sonya Deville. He's a big boy. Who? Austin Theory. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's got some cannons on him. Yeah, he does. You look good since he bought my workout video. But, uh... But yeah, I'm just hoping that uh, WrestleMania Backlash will be a good pay-per-view. Um, it's May 8th, which I believe is a Saturday or a Sunday. Uh, I think it's a Sunday. Hold on. Yeah, it's a Sunday because my yeah, birthday is on a Saturday and it's the 28th. Yeah, it's a Sunday. Yep. And that's at the you Dunkin' sure? Donuts Center, which holds about 15,000 people, so that should be a pretty good crowd for that. Yeah. WrestleMania backlash. So, anyway. All right, Greg, anything else you want to add? Nope. Okay. Um, I ain't got really nothing else either. Oh, so one, one, one quick thing, one quick thing. Did you see any of NXT at all? Yes, I did. Your thoughts on Natalia? Huh? Your thoughts on Natalia? Uh, Showing up? I was surprised to see her come out. I, I, you know, there was no mention of it. No, no mention of a WWE female superstar appearing on, uh, on NXT. Um, well, there wasn't any. I think there wasn't been, any. I think would have been a lot better. There wasn't, uh, any, there wasn't any mention of the first time Dolph Ziggler showed up in NXT. There wasn't yeah, any mention true. of The Miz the first time he showed up in NXT. True. There wasn't any mention Scott, of the first time Andy Rose showed up. I didn't think... Uh, I think it would have been a lot better if she didn't go after somebody other... If she went after somebody other than Cora Jade. I mean, Cora Jade, a little bitty thing, you know, Natalia. Are they going to have a match between them two on NXT eventually? I think so, yeah. Well, she went in but, to the locker room and put the whole locker room on notice and has a match against somebody next week on NXT. So, I don't know if this now means she's going to be wrestling on NXT. Um, who knows? Maybe, maybe she'll be the one to finally take the title off of Mandy Rose. I was just about to say, what did you think of Natalia? What do you think of them putting Natalia against Mandy Rose? So, yeah, I was surprised to see Natalia. But I, I don't know if it's if it's the the setting, but uh, Natalia really just looks horrible. I mean, she just. Not that she was ever a small woman, right. but God, she just, 
She looks like she's going to be able to start wearing Nia Jax hand-me-downs or Dewdrop hand-me-downs. She just looks like right. she's getting bigger and bigger all the time. Right. I don't... She's, she's, getting, she's getting big. I don't know. She's at the point where if they tell her to haul ass, she'll have to make two trips. But that's... I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with her. I mean, I, I saw some NXT last night. I saw the... Uh, Dakota Kai, Mandy Rose match, which, eh, it went the way I expected. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dakota Kai wasn't going to beat Mandy Rose. Right. I saw the, the gauntlet match for the tag team championship. I never heard of that pretty whatever their name is. Yeah, they're, they're new. Yeah, I never saw them wrestle, so I was like, oh, okay, well, they won it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then I saw the thing with uh, Joe Gacy, which was stupid. Yep. But, I mean, uh, I think one of the good matches was uh, Cameron Grimes against Solo Sequoia. Yeah. That was a good match until Carmelo Hayes and his other goon got like involved Trick, after the match. What, Trick Williams or whatever the hell his name is? Trick Williams, yeah. yeah. That boy needed to get some pants to fit him. Looked like he was wearing capris or something almost up to his knees. But, I mean, it was, it was okay. Uh, NXT it wasn't uh, anything that caught my attention the whole night. I actually fell asleep, but no, I did see some decent that, matches. Yeah, that's a surprise. You fell asleep during the show <laughs> at night? Yeah. I actually saw some decent matches. So. I just wanted to make mention of Natalia on NXT. That's all. Yeah, and, and I noticed it too. She has gotten a lot bigger. I mean... Everywhere. Not just her boobs, not just her her belly, her ass, her legs, everything. She's, you put her in Dewdrop in a ta as a tag team, you're looking at 600 pounds. But anyway, that's just a, a, uh, a comment I just thought I'd get a chuckle out of. But yeah, I was surprised to see her. Uh, and, you know, like you said, will they put her against Mandy Rose? I don't know. What's no, surprising? no, 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 no. No. I think uh, she's just here. She's just here because she's in NXT because of a large part of the women's NXT roster are young, younger, inexperienced wrestlers. So I think she's, she's there to them. help. Help Expertise, them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Alrighty. Well, if, the, if she can do that to some of the uh, younger talent and get them over, well, then that would be good for the younger talent. Could be a good idea to bring her up to teach the young people, you know, the ins and outs of the business. We never know what WWE is going to do. That's why they sit back there and we're sitting here. But anyway. All right, well, we want to thank people for tuning in. I uh, want to thank uh, some of the comments that were made tonight. So, on behalf of the Nugs to Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you all on Sunday.
And thank you for turning in to another edition of Top Rope Report. We will talk to you again this coming weekend. Happy Easter, folks.